CBS News. Hey there. Every once in a while I get questions like, what's Joseph like? He's always on the episode. We don't know what he's like in person. And I thought long and hard about how I could show you my friend Joseph and what he's like. And just a warning for the next 20 seconds, you probably want to shield your ears. But yeah, that's what Joseph's like. This guy has chewed beef. What? Give us stop this shit, you guys. I'm so messed up, I saw even if I lose my voice before I arrive, it's Kawa. Me, I've had my turn up for the weekend. Eh? Welcome back to episode 7 of Cinephiles Anonymous with Kevin and once again joined by <laughs> this guy. This guy can't get enough of the show. He's, <laughs> he's strong arming me to come back to the show. Oh, the show can't get enough of him. We're joined by Joseph yet again. Say what's up, bro. What up, what up. It's always nice to be here. In person this time, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Super, super cool, man. Yeah. This is the first time we're doing the episodes in person. We've been doing them over Zoom because one of us... uh, Yes, say yourself. (laughs) One of us was away, but yeah, we're doing holiday now, so we're here in person. And this should be good. This should be good. Um, Yeah, so for this episode, we wanted to speak about two interesting movies that we i think we watched in the last week mm. um don't look up mm-hmm. uh, with leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence jonah hill yeah, yeah, meryl yeah, streep studied cast um a great director adam um the surname the surname eludes me but he's done the big shot as well which was a really mm. good movie yeah. so yeah like the movie came with like all-star cast, all-star director, Adam McKay. Yeah, Adam McKay. And, yeah, man, people were excited for it. I was excited, very excited for it. And it delivered. Um, but I think more importantly, um, the second movie that we're talking about today, uh, The Girl in the Yellow Jumper. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Uganda. Uh, it true. stars an all-Ugandan cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Ugandan director. Mm. Um, shot in Uganda. Yeah. Um... And importantly, it's the very first movie, Ugandan movie, to premiere on Netflix. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. So it's impressive stuff. <laughs> it's really impressive. It's really <laughs> impressive because um, when you think of like the steps that it takes to get um, a movie onto Netflix, mm. um, the ARs, the executives, the 
all the people you have to lobby. Like, yeah, first of all, true. there's not even a Netflix branch in, in Uganda. <laughs> in Uganda. I think there's you one know. in East Africa. You know? I know, <laughs> I know, they have offices in London, Paris, but you see, like, exactly. it's Europe. I don't think. Yeah. What I know is Netflix when they decided to like, because you know, like with Squid Game, mm. um, they decided let's tap into Korean market, let's make Korean shows. Yeah. So they did the same with with Africa. They went to South Africa, mm. Nigeria, Nigeria, and Kenya. Yeah. Like, Apparently, those are the ones with quite strong film industries. Yeah. But no, like Uganda. Uganda's is just like not. Not yet. Exactly. There. Not yet there. So, <laughs> yeah. So we thought. Yeah. So. And it's exciting. It's exciting that we have this movie. Yeah. Um, did the fact that it was on Netflix bias you? Did, did it make you think this must be a good movie? Or like, what did what did that mean for you? It made me curious, man. Like, I was just like. There's actually you got a movie on Netflix. <laughs> like, I, was, yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. It was one of those things of I did not see it coming, and I think I found it. Out. I didn't even know it was going to be on Netflix till it was on Netflix. Yeah. And then I'm seeing, okay, there's the girl nail the jumper. Okay, it's a Ugandan. First, I heard about it, and I didn't even know it was Ugandan. Yeah. So I'm like, why is everyone buzzing about this movie? Then I did something, and I saw it's actually a Ugandan movie. Yeah. And I was just impressed. I'm like, okay, now I need to see this. Yeah. So I think it did create that buzz of if it's it actually must be exactly, good. It must, it must be worth watching. Um, but surprisingly, um, I don't know if you, like, followed like the conversation on twitter mm. but it was actually very divisive like yeah um there were but... a lot of people that thought it was bad really and there were also a lot of people that I thought, thought it was good. good yeah it was like um so i think it premiered on about two weeks ago yeah and i think the very first monday for when it had premiered mm. the whole of the timeline was um the girl in the yellow jumper. The girl in the <laughs> Some guys were like, ah, that movie sucked. It's overrated. Really? I'm like, oh, really? Like, you guys actually think that? And then there's also other people who are like, it was actually good. You guys are just haters. You don't want to see Ugandans. Ugandans like, Ugandan-made things. Hashtag boo-boo-boo. You guys don't want to see it progress. And then there was also those people who are like, whether it was good or it was bad, the fact that it's Ugandan, the fact that there's a Ugandan... Winning, like, yeah. we should just back just him. Just back him, yeah. And like others were saying, you guys don't even like make movies. Like, why do you have an opinion on this? Mm. Like, just go back just to your day job or whatever. Yes, um, you go deep, man. <laughs> so, yeah, like me, as ex- I, I actually saw all the back and forth between people before I went and watched the movie, mm. and then I was like, okay, now let's see the movie and see like. What, what do I think about it and yeah. like who's right, who's wrong and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess before we get into the actual movie itself, um, mm. there's interesting stuff I, I, I read on the Kampala Sun. Yeah. They were doing an interview with Lukman Luke Ali, yeah, the... who we actually haven't spoken about yet. But yeah. <laughs> um, and basically what they were saying was um, it's very, very, very difficult mm to shoot in Uganda. Like and I could tell from that movie. to make a movie in Uganda. And I could tell from that movie. It's yeah. very difficult. Because if you see the snippets of where they're driving, sometimes yeah. looks like they're in northern Uganda, then yeah, they're yeah, somehow yeah. in Kampala, yeah. then they'll drive past, <laughs> then they'll express it like, okay. Yeah. But you can see that it's really, really hard yeah, to find scenes. Yeah. To find he, he actually, you mentioned scenes, he was talking about getting kicked off, like, um, chest from locations. Like mm. You go to a location, maybe you've gotten your permission to shoot, yeah. and then suddenly you don't have the permission anymore. Exactly. Things like that. And yeah. 
it kind of makes sense. Like I know it's kind of brilliant to have very few, uh, a very small cast have mm. long running scenes. I yeah. think the scene in the car is about thirty minutes, 30 minutes or yeah. forty minutes of mm. the movie. Mm-hmm. But that also helps with like you're not jumping you're not from jumping. scene to scene. Exactly. You're not booking different venues. You don't have everything. to go through that. Though it also means you have to like write a really great script exactly. to capture like the audience for all that time, which that's is true. no easy feat, and that's like something that we should commend Lupin exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So beyond besides the the challenges with like getting locations, there's also issues with um money running out. So mm. <laughs> you're in the middle of a shoot and suddenly funding like gets stretched, gets the, yeah. and then the actors have to go back home. And then yeah, they come man. back. He, we was talking about yeah. like actors coming back maybe three, four months to shoot what? again. Remember the scenes that this movie takes place in the space of about maybe a week or yeah. two weeks, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, including the time that like the, 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 the period of the movie is very yeah. But these are scenes that are being shot eight months apart. Mm. So imagine Maurice Kier, um not saying that it was Maurice Kier in particular, but since he was one of the people like mm. imagine your actor um because there's no funding they go home they come back they're fatter yeah exactly you get exactly you, you have to like you have to make shoot a work. continuation exactly. of the scene so or maybe he had like a stubble and now suddenly the beard the is beard overgrown is, yeah. and like there are all these things he had to deal with um mm. no food to feed the actors at some point because of so like I understand people who say like just the fact that there's a movie, there's a Ugandan movie that has made it there. You need to back him. We don't even need to chat shit. That's like, true. We just need to give this guy his flowers, be like, congrats, like you well, did that sir. shit. Exactly. Because bro, it true. was not easy, man. That's true, man. It was not easy. Mm. And okay, cool. And what about Lukman Ali? Like, how did you know about him like before this movie? Um, not really. I'm not really going to lie. I'd heard the name Lukman. I'd probably seen it somewhere when scrolling through DSTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think Pearl Magic, I mm-hmm. might have seen Lukman Ali, but I never paid any interest in him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? But honestly, it was one of those movies where you watch it and you pick interest you in the person. You start to, to think yeah. about the person, yeah. yeah. And you pick interest in the person. I know, I know. Like... From, 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 from what um, I'd heard about him, what, his previous movies. Mm-hmm. So actually, apparently, what people might not know is this movie was shot. They started filming it in, I think, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and then it was yeah, supposed to. As well when I was, yeah, it was supposed to come out. I think last year, then the pandemic hit and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But he yeah. shot this movie. <laughs> in COVID. Lockdown, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, dude, this guy went through the most. Yeah, went through it, so man. they shot the movie. It couldn't be completed. So he did other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's That's this movie called Sixteen Rounds. Yeah, and I know. I've there's heard another one. one. I think the Blind Date. I don't know. And don't these know were all premiered on YouTube. Mm. Um, and he considered doing the girl on the yellow, the girl in the yellow jumper on YouTube as well. Mm. And the producers thought nah, this is probably a really good movie. Let's find a distributor. Mm. Let's get you some money off this movie, right? Yeah. Because I don't know about YouTube, but I was seeing somewhere like you need like a thousand streams to make like a dollar. Yeah, it's something like so, that. Some crazy yeah, stuff so, like that. Yeah, he's probably not like making any bank from there. I I don't know, but um, I'm glad like he held out and and uh, found the Netflix distributors and he's probably getting some good cash. He's getting proper exposure, not mm. the exposure that sellers at internships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
Yeah, busy. I, was, I was really impressed with his with his writing. Like you mentioned, yeah. having to work with such short, like such few scenes, mm. having to make things like that work, mm. and have such a dialogue, have such a script that yeah. actually engages you. Yeah. I found that really impressive. Like yeah. the fact that he actually figured that out, eh? like yeah, was yeah. able to write this and come up with this and direct yeah. it in a way and, that it makes sense. Very gripping. Exactly. Very, it was very good because the honest truth is that story was good. It was. And it I was, was really captivated from the beginning. Like I kept asking myself, man, what's, okay, what's, what's going, what's going on? on? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, yeah. Something fishy here. There's it's something, something fishy. Me. Yeah. Um, and now that you mentioned that, I guess we can like go into the movie itself. Like, you see, what what's really cool about this is he directed, he yes, wrote, he wrote yeah. screenplay. Like this is. Look, man, Ali, through and yeah. through, like yeah. it's his fingerprints everywhere, all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, like, man, the guy is good. Eh? He's really good. He's good. Man. He's really um, good. What about the actors? Um, there's the Wawuyo. Did you know there was a father and son? I didn't know actually. <laughs> I really didn't so, know. Um, Jim. Yeah, the Jim. guy in the, the the guy in the yellow jumper. Mm, yeah, the guy the who car, was who was the conversation with Moish Kiras, Pat Patrick. Mm. Um, his dad. Is oh, who turns out to be snub. Um, and that guy has been active for a while. That's his very long time. Michael Wuyo. Yeah, yeah. He's been acting for a while. very long time. He was in the last game of Scotland. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, I what else do I remember him for? I remember him for the last game of Scotland. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, he also did some corny movie. He did <laughs> a corny movie. <laughs> An LRM movie that I can't remember. <laughs> how many, many Ugandan movies have you done about war magic? Dude, struggling, struggling. Yeah. So, what did you think about the actors? Uh, Maurice Kiria, the 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 um the ladies. I'm thinking there's a Rachel, Rachel Namfuma. I, I don't get the name. I don't. I might be messing up the name. But what did you think about the acting? Um, I think the acting. Again, this is basing on previous Ugandan things that I've watched. Eh? I think the acting was really, really good. Like yeah. for the movie that that it was, yeah. the acting made sense. Yeah. The thing I really like is the authenticity. You know, there's something that Ugandans do, and sometimes again, like when you see it on Power Magic, yeah. there's something that Ugandans do where they try not to be Ugandan. Yes. In Ugandan movies, yes, yes, yes. And it's like, what are you doing? Because if you look at Nigerian movies of the Nigerian film industry, right? Okay, yeah. except from the. Like now they're trying to be more Western in their movies, right? In the more recent movies. Yeah. But the movies that actually made them blow up, they had that authenticity where man, where you we're Nigerian, right? Yeah. Like we're doing our thing. Okay. They do the same thing totally. with music and that's what sells. Yeah. And that's what I liked about this movie. Like when guys were acting, despite beyond even the delivery, the performances they put across, there was that authenticity of this is a Ugandan movie. I'm a ratchet policeman. Yeah. I'm a Ugandan guy who's been beaten up. The car, the car looks. The car looks. Exactly. Like, those are the things that... Yeah, like the that small post. little things. Exactly. That, um, stopping to, to buy the fish. Exactly, stopping to buy the very, fish. Very, very small details that are very And Ugandan, I really, yeah. really like that. Because like, I'm like, okay, I'm watching a Ugandan movie. And it makes sense. Yeah. I don't have to... It doesn't have to be forced into west i don't have to have some weird accent yeah, yeah. that's, weird. A, that's a true because i've i've done like um there's this time with the band we did like a gig and maurice Kier was there as well mm. and like we had a conversation and it was like pretty much the same person like mm. when i was watching the movie i was like, like this, this is, is voice. he's Kier. not he's not trying to do an accent he's not yeah. he's not yeah so yeah. i liked that like the accents stayed true to uganda yeah. they didn't try to sound which brings me to something I didn't like actually. The doctor. Mm. 
the guy that would explain like the games the bladder yes. and then the kneecap thing yes, like yes, being yes, shot yes, in the yes, kneecap yes. i i didn't get get how he fits in oh, <laughs> like i liked that um lukman did that like mm. had those cutaways that kind of like elaborate on like what is what what is being spoken about um mm. between patrick and jim yeah but i didn't get why this guy sounded american and like i didn't get like you where get he right fit right into it. the whole story why mm. couldn't why couldn't that just be another ugandan guy explaining ugandan things mm. in a ugandan way well, it was a ugandan guy who had an american <laughs> accent I, I, <laughs> but i get that, what you're saying that's actually. one of the things i didn't like that placement i did not i did not yeah, I mean, like it even I mean, when i watched yeah. it the second time i was still like I don't know. Is I really? Yeah. I get you. I get you. It was also. I also didn't find it like. I mean, I liked the maybe, explaining. Yeah, think It was smart. It's witty. It's clever. Mm. But, but the accent, the, whole accent, the like, delivery was all that thing. Yeah, that's true. Funny. Yeah. I get you. I yeah. get you on that one. But it actually, it was a clever thing to do. I it was really. Yeah. It was a very clever thing yeah. to do. And I also like the the animating. Like animating it. Mm. It reminded me of. Um, Tarantino's what? Um, Kill Bill, Kill Volume Bill, One, yes. where there's like this whole um, chapter on the crazy '88 gang, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think the backstory of what's her name, Lady, Lady Lou. Yeah. I think she was called Lady Lou in the movie. I don't yeah. remember well, but her entire backstory of how her and parents kill got parents, killed, how yeah. she became an assassin, yeah. is told in, in kind of anime. anime. Yeah. Um, like it's kind of drawn up and mm. right, and even like, actually, I think that chapter itself is directed by someone else within the movie. Yeah, it's not like Tarantino just probably oversaw, mm. but there's this other Chinese, sorry, Japanese um, mm. creator that uh, oversaw that, that and it piece makes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It and it's so really cool. cool. It and so cool. it's like, yeah, this is cool. It's innovative. Yeah, yeah I think so, it would be, be cool yeah. if. For me, the thing that really helped me about it is. Okay, yes, I get them explaining through the animation, but mm-hmm. the doctor actually have to be there. He was very full of himself. I don't know if it was just that voice. Like he was he just knows he has a good voice. Yeah, huh? like, <laughs> he was so full of himself, he was almost like braggadocious. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, man, man I didn't true. like that guy. That's I'm true. not going yeah. to lie. Yeah, but um, another person I really liked was Philip Luswata. Mm. Um, he plays, I think, a psychologist or something. Yeah, the guy trying to read the serial killer, killer's mind. Yeah, and there's this part where he's talking about um, why do serial killers do what, what they, they do? do? Yeah, and he comes up to like sometimes there's just no reason. Just no reason. By telling the story of um, the scorpion mm. needing a ride across the river mm. on top of a frog. Yeah, and basically like that whole scene that that was mm. like my favorite. That scene was amazing. I was, like. I, I I was literally like edging towards the screen because mm. this, like this Luswata guy is mm. probably I, I think he's like the best like actor you can. You can he's really good, like, man. He's, he's so really, good. Really like good. he speaks and like there's this, like there's this heaviness. There's this you're like dude. Yeah. So yeah, like I loved that scene. I liked it. And so it was much. so early in the movie, and it was just like I'm like yeah. It like, really sets the tone. I'm actually for the going movie. to like watch something really cool here. Yeah. And it did something that I wouldn't actually expect in Ugandan movies, right? Because they had that they had him explaining it through the TV. Yeah. yeah this yeah, guy yeah, is yeah. blacked out, right? Blacked out, yeah. And they're still showing us the context around what this like where this guy is, what he's doing, yeah. and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. How they actually how they, it was actually very is really clever. Very clever. That's so true. That's so true. And 
yeah, they, they are capturing like the room and everything. They are capturing the room, the girl coming into yeah, yeah, it was really, it, it was, was a very, very, very well shot movie. And uh, actually, another thing, so I have like these um, pointers that I picked out while watching the movie that mm. I just thought I should share. Um, so you know how I've said, like, I really loved him coming up with the thing of like, sometimes serial killers just, just do, do it. Yeah. At the very end of the movie, I don't know if it's in the post credits or no, it's towards it's the end towards when they are starting to reveal that Michael Wawuyo Senior is actually the cigarette yeah. butt killer. Mm. They give us his motive. Exactly, and that's actually they what I was going to touch yeah. on. Yeah, they so there's actually a motive for um, this guy killing. For for for, I think it's um, his daughter and her, I think it's his granddaughter yeah. and the wife yeah, were burnt in a yeah, house, and house. I guess like that's why that's why he, he lost it. He snapped. lost it and started to kill people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just thought like it oh, was cool. I so don't know, like. Yeah. So is he really a serial killer, or is he looking for justice? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah, asks yeah. you those questions. It, it, it makes you think about it. Makes it. you yeah. think about it. Yeah, um, which is cool. Another thing that I actually picked up from that movie is, you know, that that twist, like where this guy in the yellow jumper mm. actually turns out to have been a child molester. Molester. First of all, I was like, um, whoa, like, bruh, I know you're brave for this, like. Um, <laughs> It's a very touchy subject. It's right? a very like, touchy, very, very It's touchy. possible. Does it have to be a 12-year-old? Right. Or does, exactly. does it just have, exactly. like, does it have to be a conversation around rape in the first place? You mm. get, like, I feel like it could have been another crime, but... Maybe he was mm, pushing an agenda. He, I guess he was. Maybe he was trying to put a message across. Yeah, but it's, it was disgusting. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, come on, look, man. That's I don't know. very touchy thing, yeah, man. Um, so I don't know for those who don't remember, um, it turns out that um, Jim is actually lying. Like mm. he has been lying about how he got abducted and in actual sense, he had sex with an underage girl. She got mm. pregnant and while trying to... Force her to abort. He actually, actually perform the performs the abortion <laughs> himself just because he doesn't want to go and pay for it yeah. in the hospital or maybe yeah. he just didn't want to go through... Um, the motions of mm. like oh this chick needs to it would kind of be like reporting yourself so he does it himself so yeah jim turns out to actually be like a really 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 shitty, um, shitty person yeah, like, and okay. as much as i liked him at the beginning now you actually like this guy needs to die yeah yeah so I guess maybe that's that's um, that's one way Ali thought of swaying the audience, like mm-hmm. to now start to root for Patrick. Because to yeah. be honest, I didn't like Patrick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and Patrick was like, not much like, like, at the beginning. Um, he was, was smug. He's, I don't know. He's just, he just he just wasn't the likable one between yeah. the two of them during mm-hmm. the conversation. And then towards the end, now you're suddenly thinking maybe Patrick should survive this. Unfortunately, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. One funny thing about Patrick, Patrick is very stingy, was very stingy. <laughs> there's this scene, there's this scene um, where I think he's getting gas mm. and um, 
the guy he has sent to buy snacks comes back and he's like, they charge me 200 shillings yes, extra. Yes. And he's visibly like disturbed. Disturbed. Yeah? Like, I'm like, dude, it's 200 shillings. <laughs> and then when he enters the car, the guy's like, do you want me to wipe your car window? Yeah. And this the guy, guy is like, he's ready to say no. And, like, and this guy's like, it's free. <laughs> and then he's like, it's yeah, fine, okay, you can. So yeah, Portuguese is also very stingy. I just, I don't know if that's something to do with Ugandan men, stingy men. That's okay. <laughs> that was a whole smile. <laughs> That was a whole thing last year, so it probably (laughs) was a reference. Ali would have to confirm that himself. Um, Patrick was really stingy. He was very stingy, dude. Um, Yeah, but um, so I don't know. What did you think? Like, what did you think about like the plot twist? Um, Did you think the story held together nicely? Like when it comes to towards Mm. the end, when um, it turns out this guy has been lying, and this is actually how things have been going. they start to fight and everything. Did, did, does the story hold for you until the very end of the movie? Um, it does. I'd say. I'd say. Again, like props to Luke, man. Like, he really, yeah. he really did. He did write it well. I think it holds together. I think it makes sense. Yeah. And also, I think the fact that they gave enough time for dialogue. Yeah. Gives us like we are able to see it piece together. Right. Yeah. Definitely, there are some bits and. Pieces like maybe Patrick being related to these guys, and then the yeah. short thingy that it was a bit, yeah. I don't know, surrealism, the word was, I don't know, I don't know what word to use, but it kind of the world was very, their world was very small, exactly. The world, exactly. Was, the was, world very was very, small, very, very yeah. small. In yeah. fact, adding to that thing of the smallness of the world, the stone mm-hmm. that Patrick had, which turned out to be these guys, exactly. <laughs> Patrick is not a very good police officer. <laughs> He's not a very good police officer. First of all, he doesn't check the bag. Mm-hmm. The bag um, that Jim brings into the car, mm-hmm. um, which has a gun, mm-hmm. the gun that kills him eventually. Yeah, yeah. Then, dude, like, I feel like you could see that that was not just a stone. Exactly. Like, he thought it was a stone, his lucky charm and everything. And the yeah. whole time it turns out, um, it was like a very big clue, exactly. a very big clue to who huge clue the to cigarette butt killer yeah. was. And all Patrick had to do to discover that um, was open it, open it, and also check the cigarette butt killer. You exactly. know, he had the funny pack. Exactly, <laughs> like, he had the funny the whole time. He has a funny pack around his waist. Yeah. First of all, he's an old. Okay, I don't want to say like um, he's too old to have that fashion, but mm. that's. It's kind of conspicuous. Like, yeah. Where's the old guy having a funny back? Funny back. Yeah. And second, like, just do a check. There could be a gun in there. There could be a gun, right? yeah. And then you're going to find those thousands of bats. Yeah. I don't know if those are all the people he has killed because there I were think so, so many bats. There were like so. hundreds of bats. Yeah, I think so. Cigarette bats. People yeah. might think. <laughs> just <laughs> bats. Like, yeah, so yeah, Patrick is actually, he was actually not a very good cop. But then if you think about it, mm. And no shame to Uganda police, my mm-hmm. guys don't come for me. But like, if you think about it, <laughs> it makes sense that he wouldn't. Because how often do you find police in this country that critical? That critical? That, I mean, like, I haven't engaged with it. <laughs> I've engaged with, with like a few, and it's always like, even now. I like, mean, to after, be like, like, the, like investigative, because he seemed like a detective. Exactly. Okay. Mm. I've literally never seen a detective. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and even when, like, if you just drove into a place like, yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah. after that unfortunate accident, right? Yeah. Guys were not really thorough about yeah. checking. Just let me open and see. Like, yeah. you can. Right. So that could also be... That could also be... That could, like, it that's could be true. That's true. Man. 
Maybe law enforcement in UG is just not that critical. Yeah, and maybe Lukman is speaking to that. Exactly. We're making this guy seem very brilliant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's warranted. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, I don't think I, I didn't. I thought like he could have actually solved this case yeah, just by doing have. a few more checks at yeah. the beginning of the movie. Um, but what do you think? There's something I still haven't like wrapped very well around my head during the cutscene they speak about the game called bladder right mm. the one where you keep jumping the rope keep jumping and, and every it time gets high, it gets, gets high and everything yeah and then at the very end i don't know if you saw this in the post credit scene mm. um the cigarette butt killer michael we senior um is seen approaching a home mm. and there's kids playing the bladder game mm. so mm. i like till now and i hope like if someone is in the comments that has an idea about this that they will reach out but i still don't get what they meant by that like um i i I still want to like find out what that connection was like what he had to do because i don't know there's something missing for me yeah within within his story like what exactly that bladder game had to do i know i think patrick says he used to play it with Susan, yeah. Susan's daughter, or Susan yeah. herself? I think it was Susan. And Susan, just, so was Susan just someone he spoke about? Um, so Susan, um, when Patrick lets Jim into the car, Patrick talks about um, no good deed goes unpunished. Goes unpunished yeah. And to explain, he speaks of this lady called Susan who moves into the neighborhood. Mm. And they they've uh, they were like richer than yeah. like most of the people. So they have a telephone in the they have the a telephone house, in the yeah. house and they're like the biggest attraction because everyone yeah. wants to see the telephone guys and eventually you guys used to go there to yeah. use it so on this rainy night mm. um an old woman comes an old woman comes they yeah. let her in out of the goodness of their hearts mm. and, and in the kills, morning it turns yeah. out they're all dead yeah do you think that's just a story patrick um tells jim or do you think it's kind of connected to um what we are senior i think I think, I don't know if it is, because I thought it kind of, it might be just a story that Patrick tells Jim. Mm. Just to set the context that man. Just to I'm get Jim, just to get Jim to, to tell yeah. his story of To get where Jim to tell the story of. Because I didn't see how it connected Yeah, to him I've been looking for those connections. Like, I didn't see how it connected that, Jim. Especially the way his family died. It yeah, wasn't yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Right? It wasn't yeah. the same thing. I don't know. I agree. So I didn't see it. I think it was just like a, like a story he tells Jim to mm. get him to talk. Yeah. Like, I'm true, true, true. Out, but, he really, yeah. he really pressed, pressed um, Jim for that story where Jim had been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so once again, if anyone of you like has an idea about um, the connection between the bladder game, like, please feel free to reach out and let us know. And like, because I just, I think it's, I missed something. It's, 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 it's itching, it's itching, it's itching yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, any last thoughts about the movie? Um, give it. Uh, let me give you a difficult task. Um, out of ten, ah, <laughs> ah, the girl in the yellow jumper. Mm, 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 mm. It's a, like basing on the fact that it's a Ugandan movie. Yeah, I'll probably give it like a seven. Seven out of ten. Mm. That's decent. Yeah, that's I'd, decent. I'll probably give it like a seven. Yeah, because honestly, I feel like yes, there are a couple of things that I still have questions, but I'm very, I'm ready to forgive. Because like, man, yeah, yeah. the truth is, yeah. he did so much good in that movie. He did. He did. Especially considering everything he had to do to make it. Yeah. 
I think it turned out to be a really good movie. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think it's it's a really good movie. I think um, everyone needs to watch the movie, man. Yeah, everyone needs to watch it. Man. Stream the damn thing. Um, get like, cause also it's like a pioneer thing. Like it's mm. Netflix is kind of like testing the Ugandan market. Like, is there something here? Like, mm. given our reaction to the movie, then we could get we a could second get, movie, exactly. a third movie. So. Yeah, we need to like show the support for the movie. And, yeah. yeah, man. Like I like the movie as well. I think I'd also say like a seven out of ten. Mm. And you said something earlier um, about um, so different locations changing. Like they're driving. So it was a lot of it was shot in northern Uganda. Yeah. And then you see them at the Ginger Bridge. Yeah. And then you see shots of Kampala. Yeah. I actually didn't mind that. I thought it was just um, so. Think about. Um, Think about someone watching this movie in the states. Oh, who doesn't right? have context? Who doesn't yeah. have context? Okay, right? go watch So, saying. yeah, like they're just they're thinking this is a Ugandan movie, yeah. and yeah, like these are the locations. Like mm. for them in their mind, they're driving through the they're same place. Like same place, it's probably yeah. the same, let's say, district, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you'll notice this even in like the Hollywood movies that we watch. They'll shoot on location in London. Yeah. They'll shoot on location in. For example, like with Black Panther, this Black Panther thing, I think they shot somewhere here in Africa or something, yeah. but they called it Wakanda and stuff like that. Mm. So I don't mind that. Like he was just mm. utilizing mm. his um, scenery mm. and yeah, everything. The movie needs beautiful like shots. Yeah. The cinematography needs it's to Uganda slap as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a Ugandan movie. Yeah. Uh, let people see how beautiful the country is. Mm. And, and I, I so, also, yeah. I, I think it's just something I kind of noticed. Mm. Like because I know. No, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just was, okay. yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, because ah, I know. The ginger bridge. And there was also one piece that that kind of stood out where he points out the billboard. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He points out the blue billboard with white words. Then as this guy steps out, when he forgets his bike, yeah. they're now on the expressway, and there's no billboard. Yes, you yes, I noticed that. So that, that, was, that, was, that, that was that was the one part. I was like, okay, yeah, they kind of messed up. Yeah, they kind of messed up. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, actually. Yeah, while they're in the car. Yeah. They're somewhere around town, I think. They're in town, exactly. And then when he gets out here, yeah, the yeah. shot is on the express. Yeah. So it's fine shooting different scenes. Yeah, yeah. Like, just make sure whenever there's need for cohesion, yeah. it's there. It's there. Right? Like, because yeah. I don't true. want to be seen and then that's... step out and then there's yeah. no billboards. That's that definitely a blooper there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, the girl in the yellow jumper, man. Um, shout out to Lukeman Ali. Great movie. Um, yeah. I had a great time watching it. Same. I watched it twice now. Um, and I'm, I'm, I probably now want to go see 16 rounds. Yeah. Um, the blind date. Definitely I want to see those as well. Out. Yeah. See, like, this guy is the real deal and yeah. stuff like that. I'm happy that we have a director who's um, doing, like, very smart um, screenplays. Like, mm-hmm. very intelligent, thought-provoking yeah. um, stuff. So, like, kudos, man. Yeah. More power to you. Um, yeah, so that brings us to Don't Look Up, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> once again, uh, Adam McKay directing uh, DiCaprio on the top billing with Jennifer Lawrence, mm. Jonah Hill, hilarious as ever, Meryl Always. Streep <laughs> in a very funny role as well. Ariana Grande, Ariana Kid Cudi. Exactly. This movie was, it was packed. <laughs> it was, it so was packed. Yeah, Tyler so Perry jumped in as well. Like yes, he was bro. there as well. Oh, oh my God, and Cat Blanchett. Exactly. Let me tell you guys, <laughs> if there's a white woman, eh? if there's a white oh woman. Oh my days! Oh my days! That can yes, confuse me, <laughs> yes. guys. Yes. 
has lasted from from those years, man. Okay, let me tell you. No, no. The thing is, Cat Blanchett is so beautiful. Like, That's true, man. And she's like, she she reminds me of like Florence Welsh. She's like mm. this human being that is not human. What? <laughs> like what? she's a, she's almost ethereal. Like she's otherworldly. Like okay, she needs to she listen comes to this podcast. She's like, like just for me. She has like this whole yeah, like, like there's this movie she did. Um, I think I don't remember if she won the Oscar or if she was just nominated. Called Carol. Yeah, she Carol. has like a lesbian affair. I think. Yeah, I don't know if she won an Oscar actually. But dude, so. like this chick, and she was just she's a news anchor in this, but she's so like yeah, no, she's she, she carries she every scene like. I feel sorry for Tyler Perry to be honest. <laughs> so true, <laughs> so true. Like, dude, you're 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 battling with acting royalty. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, um, oh, don't look up. So, don't look up is supposed to be a kind of doomsday movie. Yeah. Um, but what's different about it is it's satirical, mm. and it's trying to paint this picture of um, how the world would react. Mm. if something um a dare situation like that came up yeah and i think it does a good job yeah because right? yeah. look at the way we've handled like the pandemic the pandemic um, yeah a lot of it has been social media battles mm-hmm. think pieces all over twitter yeah facebook um parents in whatsapp groups with weird yeah, um, messages going around yeah yeah like and remedies too. <laughs> theories and theories, all that yeah. stuff and stereotypes um countries uh like hoarding vaccines the mm-hmm. same vaccines that are supposed to, to save like everyone, save everyone yeah. but um keep the, the rich keeping the vaccines for themselves mm. so like yeah when the world is a fucked up place man. it really is a fucked, it's a fucked up place because here are two astronomers um telling you there's a comet that's going to literally blow up the world. Going to fuck up the world, like blow it up. And it's not a priority because you have fucking campaigns or you exactly. want to make profit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you see, like we have uh, Meryl Streep, who's kind of, I guess, like Donald Trump, I think, mm-hmm. um, and she's the president in this movie, and she doesn't take it seriously, right? I think there's, we'll see from there. There's, there's a statement she makes. Yeah. We'll assess. We'll, we'll assess. sit back yeah. and assess. I yeah. think, and like this is, we'll sit back and assess the fact that a comet could um, literally, literally the world, end up like the world, fucking yeah. the world up for for the rest of life. Mm. And like, yeah, like it's supposed to be funny. It is funny. It's a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. But also, it's funny. Like you laugh and then you're like, but but bro, but yeah, like, yeah, it's funny, but you're it's like, funny, but it's man, it's showing you like, fucked up exactly like, the situation currently is, and that's so true. Yeah, so. What did you think? Like, I thought it was a good movie. I thought, um, in terms of um, satire, in terms of starting mm. a conversation, in terms yeah. of making you think about like maybe there's things we need to do differently. Mm. There's we need to be more serious about some situations. I think That's it true. did well. Yeah, I think so as well. Though I also thought at some point it could have been maybe a bit more serious, mm. like a, a bit <laughs> like. It was too. It was too funny. At some point, it got too funny. At some point, some things were kind of outlandish, ridiculous-ish. Mm. Yeah. Which, yeah, I didn't like very much. Yeah. But most, mostly, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. I don't know what about. I think you? it was also like a good movie. I like the angle that they took because you know most doomsday movies, it's always this family trying to figure out how yeah. to survive. <laughs> but this guy is brought in a different perspective of like. How is the world taking this? Like, yeah. as we are people now, yeah. 
how would we take it? <laughs> and it was so true. Because yeah. that is literally, like you said, that is literally how guys would respond to a disaster. Like, whatever the president says or whatever someone in position puts across yeah. is what's going to go. Yeah. Right? It's just going to make it a trend. It's just going to become a hashtag. Yeah. And no one is really going to take it seriously because it's not real until yeah. it's real. It's like how COVID was. Like, even here in Uganda, right? Yeah. Yeah, we locked down and everything. But no one really cared that much until people started, started dying. <laughs> until the first guy from and Dubai exactly. came, came, came with his And it was the same thing in that movie. Like It was just a conversation. It was just a debate on social media. It was just something to profit from until guys look up and they're like, oh shit, this thing is actually coming. Yeah. <laughs> and that was actually something that I really liked about the movie. That's something, something so poignant, actually. When the comet comes into view... Don't like, look up. Exactly, and and yeah. so... Everyone is like, just look up. It's literally up it's there. It's right there. It's right. And then the president and the like White House and everything they start the hashtag. Don't look, don't up. look up. And I thought that was like really cool. That like cool. that was like that was cool. That's literally like it would be a battle of hashtags. Yeah, it would like, be a battle of hashtags. And then this is where the world has gone. Exactly, because so, that's all we do. You know, just... when you think about this movie, there's actually no reason to be happy about life. That's <laughs> 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 <Hey>, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 why do we go to work every day? Because we're going to screw ourselves over anyway. Global warming is happening. Exactly, right? same shit. Every day the icebergs no um every day the icebergs are melting and mm-hmm. like dude, we're just going on with our way. I think I littered last week, fuck. <laughs> you get like yeah. it's that subtle um, shit like and you know we all know about climate change. We probably have all tweeted posted shit about it. Yeah. But you're still going to Go on later. Yeah. You're still going to throw plastic in the streets. I actually think, I don't know if it was on your status, but I saw this crazy story about, I think, Saudi Arabia mm. or Dubai or something, UAE, mm. wanting to transport a whole iceberg. Like, yeah. they want to transport yeah. a whole iceberg oh, from iceberg Antarctica so get fresh water. just to get fresh water yeah. in their country. And it's going to cost them like $50 million. Yeah. Like, I saw that and I'm like, dude, where is the world going? And that's crazy if you think that's about it. That's crazy. That's crazy if you think about it. Like, that's crazy. Like, moving... The whole freaking like, iceberg just causing it. Like, that's clearly water. showing you, like, something is not right. Something is not right. Like, something is not right. right. But, yeah, like, um, there's people who... Um, there's this Vanessa. I think she's called Vanessa. She's a uh, climate activist. She's Ugandan. Mm, and this one time... Sure I, I know her. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, she's... She's called, I think she's called Vanessa, but yeah, I've actually seen on Twitter people making fun of her. Like, um, I think she wrote like a letter to Joe Biden, and mm. everyone's like, You think he's going to see it or whatever? Like, <laughs> but she's actually like making headway now. Like, she's, mm. I think she's, um, good getting like recognition. She's like, her voice is being heard, yeah. but like, yeah, my point is like, there was a time when people were actually making fun of her, and yeah. like. Yeah, like it might seem funny, but like she's actually like someone that's caring. Exactly. Like someone that gives someone a damn about the world. About yeah. And like the rest of us who are just comfortable to sit back and yeah. like let other people fight that battle. That's true. That's yeah, true. So, and that's the illusion that like kind of social media brings. Because yeah. the reality is, subconsciously, we don't know it, but subconsciously, we take safety in the fact that social media isn't real. Yeah. So everything we see in social media or on TV or whatnot, mm. it isn't real until it affects you. Like we, like we somehow subconsciously 
make it not our problem. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just seeing it on social media, you're seeing it like it's a hashtag. It's it's just a hashtag. It's just a trend. It's just something on the internet. But then it could be even more serious. Yeah. And that's something again, like you mentioned, this movie did really yeah. well. Yeah. Like bringing in that perspective of two things. One, first of all, like how gullible we are as people. Like yeah. whatever someone who is more relevant says goes. versus someone who might actually be right and then um, also like from like a leadership perspective like what the fuck are people's priorities because at the time (laughs) these guys had a chance to actually stop that thing yeah and they decided to divert it yes because of the um, microelance playing uh, as some billionaire philanthropist exactly suddenly finds that there are minerals minerals there yeah and now we see profit which is yeah like and then you have like this billionaire race for going into space exactly jeff bezos um i think musk as well yeah musk as Um, well the amount of carbon emissions that they right (laughs) (laughs) leak into the world in just one trip of 10 minutes in space it's stunning and then like they'll expect the poor people to like don't litter like, don't litter exactly and it's well so, it's kind in of 10 minutes they standard. are doing like the, like way more damage way more than, damage than, like, than me littering, littering for 10 years for 10 years <laughs> exactly. doing it so exactly. yeah like that was also really cool like bringing in that whole conversation up around billionaires mm-hmm. and greed and and the fucking influence they and have. the influence that they have exactly yeah, I mean the Elon Musk influence. has screwed a lot of people out of money exactly just from tweets tweets. i guess he has also made others money but yeah that's true how much no one man should have all that power exactly so and it is what it is and just because and like you said it's Mm. it's things that like if they use that money right like like why are you fucking colonizing Mars? Like it's not built <laughs> for you. There's a reason why you want bones there. Yeah. <laughs> you can def, def, def. like fix this yeah. blue thing that you have right now yeah. instead of trying to dig for water on a dry planet. Yeah. You can... And you see, that's that's what's good about this movie. Because yeah. you see, we're doing a review of a movie and we're actually, so going actually to do a discussion about, exactly, about what the movie yeah. tried to to um like the discussion it's trying to start, mm-hmm. the conversation. So that's the most effective thing about the movie yeah, is true. it starts the conversation that's if true. you watch don't look up and you i don't know like you don't have this moral debate yeah like you don't have this moral kind of battle going on like yeah i i i, I, I don't like, know miss the like, point. you like, miss the point you miss the issue over your head like <laughs> you miss the point the, that's true that's what i that's definitely what the goal of the movie was to start a discussion I know there's probably Oscar talk as well, but there's always Oscar talk around um, a cast like DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence and stuff. I'm pretty sure like when DiCaprio was signing on to this movie, I know when they were trying to get DiCaprio into the movie, there were so many edits to the script just to get him into this movie. Mm. And we know DiCaprio is one of the biggest A-list celebrities yeah. um, that focuses on climate change yeah, and the environment true. and stuff. So I know this movie was very important for him yeah, it was. It in that kind of way. Mm. So I think definitely the most important message from this movie, and for anyone who hasn't watched it, when you watch the movie, like get to thinking, like sit back and assess um, like what you think like this movie is trying to say. What yeah. can you do like better? Mm. Um for the environment uh, or for yourself yeah that's true just that's to true. like insulate yourself from like whatever is coming or whatever <laughs> or, 
Maybe you're interested start building like, a bunker because yeah. Jonah Hill survives because he, <laughs> he was in the presidential bunker. Yeah, um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So I think, yeah, like I can't, we can't, I can't even really like be like, oh, this movie, like the director or what. I think mm. the most important movie, thing about the movie was, was the, the conversation, movie, yeah. the moral, um, the moral compass kind of thing that it's trying to point towards. Yeah. And I think when you look at it that way, it was an outstanding it was a very film. Very good movie, yeah. Very good, very funny. I yeah, love it. Was a funny I movie. think it's the funniest movie I watched this year. <laughs> and fucking general, and he snacks. Like a whole three-star general <laughs> selling the snacks, man. Like, and it's so funny That's how. Serious. I think like three other scenes in the movie, she's still stressed she's still, out. Exactly, that's the thing that I like. <laughs> Even in the scene with Timothy Chalamet, yeah, exactly. she's still telling him. Oh, yeah, Timothy was that movie. Yeah, he was. was so star-studded. So star-studded. Um, he's she's still asking like, dude, where did this guy actually sell? Like, is he broke? Like, what's this guy's story? Like, she couldn't run her head around. That was funny. And I like, I like the fact that they actually run with it. Yeah, because it's something you would think about. Like, it's something you would. Like, where is a three-star drink? Like, where is it being cheap? I guess uh, it has been an episode about stingy men. It really has. Now, first Moisky as Patrick. And now the now three stage general. general. Yeah, I think you should de- actually if you want any reason to watch Don't Look Up, um just the joke about the general is yeah, joke about enough to knock you out so until much. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so dumb. It's so, so dumb but so funny. Yeah, great movie. Um I guess just to wrap up, because I think we're coming to the end. Um what was your favorite movie of twenty twenty one? Oh shit, that's a hard question to, to ask. Uh, well, I guess let me save this since we haven't well watching no Way Home. Yeah, tomorrow. we're actually watching No Way Home tomorrow. Okay, before No Way Home, what was your favorite? Ah, what movie? movies came out this year again? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's been so there's much been so many, yeah. man. There's, I think ah. there's uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong. What are the hinges? Um, Let There Be Carnage. Venom. Yeah, um, there was that. Shit, there have been so many movies. No Time to Die. No Time to Die. James was Bond. That was a good um, movie. A really good movie. That was a very Shang-Chi. good movie. Shang-Chi. Yeah, Black Widow, yeah. Eternals. Uh, I haven't watched Eternals yet. I haven't watched Eternals yet. I'm not keen for it, man. I think, I think I'm done with the MC. I'm not like, keen. I'll just watch the Avengers. Let's see what No Home does. Yeah, definitely. Like I'll just watch the Avengers movies, but like, yeah, yeah bro. I don't know. It's a hard pick. Like, okay, yeah. of the ones that you've listed now, yeah, I think I really like No Time to Die. Yeah, I like Dune as well. I yeah. feel like it was a good setup for the trilogy so we're getting. So good. Um. Yeah, so the rest were just. I had fun watching Godzilla vs. Kong because I knew what I was getting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just oh, there was first something. Was oh, it? Was fucking it? first night. <laughs> oh, John Cena. John Cena telling you to be a good guy. I was getting to post that story oh, down our throat. Oh my god. Oh, I think my favorite bad. movie was Dune. Yeah, it must have been. And Dune, I know, man. I know my guys. I know my guys, uh, Mark and and uh, Nico are going to give me shit for this, but. I definitely think Dune was my favorite movie. You know, it was amazing. It was fucking spectacular. It was was beautifully shot. I mean, the visual effects and Mm -hmm. like the um, how they captured like proportions, like size. Right. Exactly. 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 It was. It was really nice, man. It was really, really nice. He's a visionary. I'm actually due a rewatch of Dune. 
Yeah. We should probably do that sometime today. It was a very good If movie. I managed to get this episode done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but June was a very good very movie. Good. I won't yeah. even lie. I think for me it's between June and No Time to Die. Yeah. Especially because, I, I think I told you this. The truth is, of Daniel Craig's movies, No Time to Die is not better than Casino Royale. For it's me. not. Casino Royale like, is his like, best. Exactly. For me as well. Like but there was something the about his performance in this movie and I was just like, this guy has just so ended. <laughs> like, we need, we need yeah, like, some not, time before another James Bond comes in. I don't even know like, it was which guy. So good. Like, I think he's definitely the best James Bond of all time. He's the best James Bond I've ever I'm sorry, watched. Sean Connery. Like, I'm I know sorry. Connery was great. P.S. Brosnan. But, um, dude. Actually, I didn't. P.S. Connery, yes. Yeah, yeah, but P.S. had some shit. P.S. Yes, was not exactly. P.S. was not really. It wasn't. There's another guy um, that was also knighted, I think, but his name. Martin something, or I don't know. Um, mm. But there was another one that's supposed to be really good. I think um, I've only watched Connery up until Craig. I think my brother watched all 23 Bond movies. At the time, I was watching them, they were 23. Mm. Like from like Connery in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. All of them. I was like, you can have strength. Yes, man. That's yeah. patience, man. But it's if you have the time, you can, you you should, can yeah, have them. Because Connery's Bond was really good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It's PSO. So I was just, I wasn't so convinced, man. The only which movie did he do that that I kind of remember was Kawa. The Spy Who Loved Me. Hey. I think. But to be honest, I'll, I'll leave another day. Was it there another day? Another day. Yeah, his his right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't. Well, it was like they were not like trash, but. But then, like you now come to Daniel like, Craig, and you're like, it's like a whole this makes sense. Level, exactly. a whole different level. Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. So, like for me, that's why. I'd really, really, really say, and also because I missed a lot of the visual appeal of Dune because I was fucking watching it at home. But like, <laughs> that's hard. But like, that's hard. But like, yeah. but like, um, like, where like actual delivery, like, I was so blown away by a guest performance. That yeah. And I know guys are complaining about why did he have to die at the end, but I feel like it was a nice way. Yeah, yeah, like, give us, like, kill him off, it's okay, and then yeah. we'll, get, we'll start we'll afresh. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It was sad to watch. I think I shed a few tears. It was sad. He man. died, but um, I, I, it's not a spoiler at this point, right? Yeah, everyone like has watched, watched it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was sad for him to die. But yeah, Dev, I think same for me. Dune, probably mm-hmm. number one. Not him to die, number two. Mm. Favorite movies I watched this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, so, yeah, I guess let's, let's see what come to the end. Has. Let's see tomorrow. Yeah. Excited to watch that. Um, too, cinema's man. finally open. Excited. Um, yeah, so thank you for coming on the show again. <laughs> Guys must be tired of you right now. Like, this guy needs to release this. He's the only one that didn't have to go back to work today. So I settled. I settled for Joseph. <laughs> Moses is back to Moses is back to saving the world of marketing, of marketing. and being one awesome. Shout out Moses. He was out last night. This is for his boss Jeff Armani. I'm going to timestamp this. Moses was out last night at. Uh, Vault. Yeah, probably left at 2 a.m. I hope. This, this <laughs> probably, so if he has red eyes tonight in office, uh, sorry, true. today in office, this morning, that's because he was 
drinking. Anyway, man, peace out, peace out. Uh, see you on the next episode. Let down, let her down, spread her out. Make her spread the news. BBC, I'm in town. Stretch it like a stretcher. No one like the rhyme inventor. Fresh ain't no one fresher. Smell like sesame off a session. Quick ain't play this shit. I tell a lady my intention. Like damn, I'm horny. If you blow me, I'm my Hiroshima. If I shoot my shot, it ooze class like Benzema. Bleed on top of my pad. Bit that shit too fast. Pass the smoke like fat. Be ruthless like black. I want the bad, yeah. Instinct sad, yeah. Rather be mad, yeah. There will be blood, and I'm the bloodiest. They'll say he rad, that's if it's Chad. See, I'm the bloodiest.